welcome to the Taproom Exclusive. I am your host, Dean Zarbaugh. Today's show is sponsored by House of Helga. Are you a brewery looking for some vibrant, stunning artwork to slap on that freshly bottled or canned beer? Or maybe you're starting a brewery and need help coming up with a logo. If so, contact House of Helga for all your design needs. They've worked with Masthead, Streetside, and yours truly here at the Taproom Exclusive. Check out Kyla's entire portfolio of incredible work at houseohelga.com. On today's show, I chat with Vince Ronaldo and Kyle Mullen of Madcap Brewing Company about their bad Leroy Brown brown ale. But first, a taste of what's going on in the craft beer world with this week's Tasting Glass, brought to you by Northeast Ohio Craft Brewery News. Kelly Legan of Masthead and Katerina Martinez of Market Garden are excited to launch the Pink Boot Society Cleveland chapter this year. Any women who want to learn more about the craft beer industry from brewing to beer styles to packaging to even marketing and accounting, please join them at Market Garden Brew Pub on Monday, February 10th. For more information, you can check out Market Garden's Facebook page. This just in, Bascule Brewery is in fact part of this year's Cleveland Brewery Passport. New passports will be printed in June. You can stay tuned to Bascule Brewery and Public House on Facebook for more information. According to Mark Bona of Cleveland.com, the organizers behind Cleveland Beer Week donated their $20,000 contribution to the Jimmy Malone Scholarship Program this week. The program supports need-based Northeast Ohio students. It's open to anyone. There's no race, religion, or political restrictions. Each recipient receives $3,000 a year for four years, and each student can earn $2,000 in bonuses based on grade point averages and other factors. Students are also mentored and receive career counseling. For more information, you can check out Mark's article on cleveland.com. And that's all for this week's Tasting Glass. My interview with Vince and Kyle from Madcap Brewing Company in Kent, Ohio is up next. Thank you guys again for having me out here. And uh, we've moved on to the Bad Leroy Brown Ale. Uh, I love this beer. Thanks. Uh, name. I have not tried yeah. it yet. I'm, gonna, I'm assuming <laughs> I'm going to like the beer, too. So uh, talk uh, for people who obviously don't know where the name comes from, talk a little bit about the name and a little bit about the beer. Uh, this is uh, a beer that Ryan and uh, Billy came up with uh, back in the day. Um, obviously, it's off the song, Bad Leroy Brown. And, um, yeah, it was. I think it was always meant to be... Uh, an imperial brown ale that uh, featured uh, maple syrup in it, and uh, it's for the most part it's been that way. I, when I came on, I tweaked some things a little bit and kind of end up taking it back to where uh, Ryan originally had it. Okay, uh, I it's really nice. I love I love brown ales. It's oh, one right of my on. favorite styles. I love like amber lagers, red ales, brown ales. Yeah, I love malty. Yeah, beers. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things to mess with. Yeah, perfect. Flavor-wise, and I, I'm really enjoying this. Oh, thanks, man. What was it about a brown ale that that made you guys say, "Let's have this on the menu"? Because this is generally on the menu. It's not a it, always available, but it's sort of one of the more mainstay ones. It, I think, originally was a mainstay. Um, it's kind of turned into like a more of a fall, fall and winter. Kind yeah, of it's okay. been a little right more now. of a seasonal mm-hmm. lately, and it's. It's only been just reactionary because when summertime's come, an Imperial Brown Ale, I'm not sure yeah. is going to really right, right. going to be the 
best-selling deer during that time. Right. So we try to hit that colder weather season. It is nice too because it's one of those beers that does drum up people. I mean, it's one of our one of our most popular beers, so people are anticipating it coming out too. Nice. You know, we kind of use it as like a release in the in the fall where people are anticipating it coming out, and once we do tap it, it's almost you know there are people that come in specifically for it. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really cool to see a brown ale get that kind of following, too, right. because, you know, everybody knows that IPAs or pastry right. stouts or, you know, people will line up for hours for those. But right. it's nice to see that there's people out there that are still still yeah, yeah. thriving for some brown ales. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't do we don't do like a spice ale for Christmas. So this is kind of something to sell people in the winter months when they're looking for that. Nice. You know, it's not the, not the same style of beer, but hey, it is a, you know, it's a big it's brown that. ale that has maple syrup and it's got a little bit of that sweetness you're probably looking for. Yeah. So. And it's not going to blast your palate with a yep. bunch of other stuff too. Cause at that time of year, I'll be drinking some of the winter warmers and stuff myself and I'm not, I have nothing against them. It, then you're just getting all that cinnamon and stuff yeah. on your, on your palate though. And you're like, it's nice to have a little bit of a break. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> and I've had a few maple beers that have just too much maple in it it's almost just drinking maple syrup and i don't like that i like a nice balance in in this and i i think this has a nice Thanks. just the nice sweetness yeah. to it that without the sort of what's the harshness of the maple syrup i guess you'd say i'm yeah. trying to think of the word to use on that but sometimes you get chloe. too much and it's it's just almost like you're just put your mouth to a bottle of maple syrup yeah 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 it's and it's tricky too because i feel like when you say anything has a certain ingredient on it like coffee or maple syrup or you know fill in the blank it, you almost need to punch people in the face with it but yeah trying to find that line sometimes i like to push that line other things like with this i don't push it too much just because it's you know you're gonna start to do the ingredient a disservice right how have you found like working with maple syrup? How does it affect the the process and when you're actually brewing it? Um, I mean, I think it adds like an element of complexity that you know you can't really get from malt. So it it's nice because it, it you know like people who add honey to like an IPA or another beer, it it adds that fermentable sugar, but mm-hmm. it's not just adding you know grain or dextrose to push your ABV, but it gives some sort of difference to a beer than what you could in a basic ingredient absolutely and i think uh ohio is is sort of one of those states that's becoming known for putting maple in beer oh, it seems it? like i i don't know i just this is my own personal thing I, I have no quantifiable data other than the fact of i've seen a lot of people do like <clears throat> railroad uh brewing up in avon did a maple bacon uh oh, okay. beer yeah. and it was heavy on the bacon on the nose but when you drank it it was just a nice little saltiness almost okay it was a really nice balance but it had that nice sweetness from the maple too and it just seems like a, oh, I, every time i see somebody doing something there's some sort of maple syrup in there i don't know what it is now yeah but. i mean it's a fun ingredient to add and it adds some potential uniqueness to a beer that i feel like you need on certain beer styles now how much maple do you have to put in there to to get this um, to, to where you have it now. Yeah, for a 10-barrel batch, we usually use about 10 to 15 gallons, just depending on what I'm wanting to give a shot with. But this batch has 10 gallons. Nice. What? Uh, talk a little bit about the brewing system. It's a 10-barrel system that you guys use? Yeah, 10-barrel system. Uh, it's a stout tank, all-electric uh, system, um, three-vessel. It's 
essentially a glorified homebrew setup. Okay. And uh, we have a couple of 10 barrel fermenters, three 20 barrel fermenters, two six barrel fermenters. So it, it allows us to have some diversity as far as you know bigger production on certain beers. And if we want to push some of the higher ABV beers, we can with having a six barrel batch and it allows for some experimental uh, beers so we don't have to commit to a huge volume and right. you know find out you know this isn't going to sell that well or shoot we should have brewed more and yeah at least we have a, a good starting point yeah you can always brew more later you can yeah you know. yeah yeah we're not stuck with that and us predominantly selling out of the tap room and then a few uh, restaurants um, it just it's nice to kind of have that flexibility Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I, it's it seems nice. I found a lot of places using these these styles just feel like they have a little bit more, a little bit more control over the the end product in a way. It's more more of a personal connection in a way. It doesn't yeah. feel like everything's just being done by a computer. Or yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, there's definitely you know a hand to it than just robots. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what was the? Do you guys know off the top of your head the how many barrels you did last year? Uh, last year we did, I think, a little over six hundred barrels. Nice. Yeah. So that's you know it's me brewing. I have Chris who's in the back. He does. He helps a ton, and then Ryan uh, comes and helps brew every every once in a while. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's a small operation for sure. Absolutely. But hey, always room to grow. Yeah, that's for sure. Thing. Yeah, that's what we're trying to position ourselves for. Yeah, and we were talking about that in the first episode. You want to do it, you want to do it smart. Yep. You know, don't, don't just jump too too head first in and right. find out later that yeah. uh, well maybe I should have just kind of slid in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's you never know. It just probably depends on your location and what the competition's like. Absolutely, in that area. this market's changing drastically every day. It is. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible to watch it from where when I started to now. It's it's pretty cool. And it's nice that Ohio has <clears throat> backed the brewing scene the way it has. The community, like, at work, I I have a hard time bringing in outside of Ohio beers yeah. unless they're big guys because generally people want to put their money back into their community. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice to see that, and it's nice to have that sort of commitment because not everywhere has that they're just okay what's new what's new what's new who cares where it's from and yeah first thing somebody asks me is like oh where's it from yeah and as soon as you say it's not from ohio you can almost see their disinterest appear on their face yeah it's really weird to me yeah um because i'm all about trying good beer no matter where it's from i want to support local first but i'll try anything yeah i almost have like a weird tie with i i whenever i go buy beer it's always it's 99% Ohio just because I always tie it with freshness in yeah. some weird way. Not that that... Well, it doesn't have that far to go. Yeah, yep. yeah. So it's it's always nice to support, you know, our fellow brewers and just we know the hard work and effort that it takes to do it. So instead of spending a ton of money on a, a big, you know, big company, then I'd rather give it to somebody that needs it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, going back to Bad Leroy Brown... Is it? Does it have a, a little hoppiness to it? It does. It's, yeah. I, I wanted. To, I didn't know if that was just my palate no, playing tricks no, on me, or no. It's definitely it's nice... an Americanized uh, brown mm-hmm. ale for sure. It's got Chinook in there um, to give it a little more of a, a bite. Um, 
I think the citrus that was in there is mellowed out and it's kind of, it's, you know, overshadowed a little bit by the, the malt and the maple syrup. But um, yeah, it definitely has a bite to it for sure. It's, I think in, when Ryan created it, it was in that mindset of like a big kind of brown ale meets a IPA kind of vibe, but maybe not as aromatic, but mm-hmm. it has that bitterness. I really liked that. that. Was the first thing that when I when I first tried it, I was like, "Oh, I didn't expect that." Right. Yep. That yeah. wasn't. I heard brown ale. I went, yeah. Am I th- did I get the right beer? Like, I'm like that's a really nice nice addition to to, to kind of add the to the complexity. Yeah. Thanks. It, I think a lot of our beers we end up we try to we know what the basic styles are, but we try to do things to manipulate it and tr- tweak it just so it's add some uniqueness to it. Absolutely. What's been some of your favorite ingredients to play with? I mean, I'm sure a majority of uh, brewers will say hops just because it's, it's fun to always find a new hop and see what it can offer and where, where can you put it in the process to make it express certain things. Um, I think I think majority of my short-lived career has been with hops. I mean, now I'm trying to look at more malts because I... I kind of have like my typical like process with the grain bills for especially for hoppy beers and now mm. I'm trying to play with that a little bit more and that's the one thing that's been nice with like the whole New England hazy IPA thing is that I feel like you know when, understandably but unfortunately there's a lot of brewers that kind of frown upon them but I feel like you know here's an opportunity to learn something you know if, if you don't like it at least know your enemy yeah but um, yeah, to answer your question, it's always been hops, but I'm trying to get more into understanding different uh, uh, malts. Nice. Yeah, it seems malts have uh, been picking up a lot lately around here. There's a lot of lo- local maltsters that are yeah. pop- popping up, and yep, yeah, uh, it's, it's awesome. nice to see the, the ability to kind of go almost down the street in a way and yeah. go, hey... Do you got any guy malt I can maybe throw into this beer? No, for sure. Yeah, it's it's so cool to see just the different off branch. So it's not, you know, everybody's like, oh, I have to start a brewery. It's like, okay, well, what are the ingredients? So obviously yeah. yeast, there's hops, there's malt. So and, and different farmers that grow in the barley. And it's, it's just cool to see how the chain reaction happens. Absolutely. Uh, anything else about uh, Bad Leroy Brown that I might have forgotten to cover on this? No, I mean, I think it's that seasonal beer that you can always look forward to, and it's got a little bit of a bite to it that I think the name is appropriate, even if yeah. it isn't totally uh, representative yep. of the song. But uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's about it. See, it'll probably be available until, like, end of March-ish, or maybe not yeah, that quite I would, long. I would yeah. say no, it's probably, probably about that long. Part, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Get down here and try it and uh, tune in next week for the Madcap Grand Finale.